People, you can either, either become an active believer and doer of the word of God and then live to see some type of success. Or you can live a life and just feel like, well, this is this just my lot. You know, hey, everybody ain't going to make it. You know, some people just have to go through this. Don't you hear people talk like that? You know, hey, everybody ain't going to have it. You know, hey, you know, hey, it is what it is. I tell myself, that's the best. Whoever came up with that need to shut up. It is what it is. Because with their life, it becomes true. To them, it is, it is what it is. And they don't know that they can change that. So it is what it is. Do you know, I'm willing to say that 90-something percent of the things that people say it is what it is can be changed. It's just that that's what they settle with. Of course, you don't have to put no effort. You don't have to make no effort, amen, if you agree that it is what it is. You said that's just what it is. And if you don't watch it, you get that kind of information in your mind, amen, I tell you, you'll be whipped. This program is sponsored by the partners and friends of Clifford Craft Ministries. So there are certain steps we must follow for faith to be properly incubated. You're the righteousness of God in Christ. And the Bible say, and the just, that's the righteous, shall live their life by faith. That's the way we are to live our life. I know, but I'm just saying, seven days a week, 365 days a year, we're expected by God to live our lives by faith. Did anybody hear me? All right, so listen. <clears throat> there are certain steps we must follow for faith to be properly incubated. And a central truth we must learn about the realm that faith operates in. There's also a basic principle about the spoken word that we need to understand. So I want to speak to you about the creative power of the spoken word and the reasons why the usage of it is of such importance. And this man writes and says, one morning I was eating breakfast with one of Korea's, Korea's uh, leading neurosurgeons who was telling me about various medical findings on the operation of the brain. He asked, Doctor, did you know that the speech center in the brain rules over the nerves? You ministers really have power because according to one recent findings in neurology, the speech center in the brain has total dominion over all the other nerves in the body. Then I love saying, I've known that for a long time. How did you know that, he asks. He says, in the world of neuro neurology, these are new findings. I replied, that I had learned it from Dr. James, 
Who is Dr. James, he asked. He was one of the famous doctors in the biblical times. Do y'all know Dr. James? Sure you do. He said, nearly 2,000 years ago, I replied, and in his book, chapter 3, the first few verses, Dr. James clearly defines the activity and importance of the tongue and the speech center. The neurosurgeon was completely amazed. Does the Bible really teach about this? Yes, I answered. The tongue is the least member of our body, but it can bridle the whole body. Then this neurosurgeon began to expound their findings. He said that the speech nerve center has such power over all the body that simply speaking can give one control over his body to manipulate it in the way he wishes. This is a neurosurgeon. Apparently, he didn't know the Bible because when, when Dr. Cho said, Dr. James, he didn't know who he's talking about. Are you listening to me today? This is scientific finding of people that don't know nothing about the Bible, but they have discovered something that has been written in their Bible for a long time. Right at 2,000 years. Almost. Listen to this right here. He said, if someone keeps on saying, I am going to become weak, then right away all the nerves receive that message and they say, oh, let's prepare to become weak. For we've received instruction from our central communication that we should become weak. They then, in natural sequence, adjust their physical attitudes to weakness, to weakness in the body. You need to hear this because I've been teaching this message for a long time, but it's so good to hear it from scientists who proves that point. We're talking about people in the world. Now, we're not talking about Christian people. Are you listening? If someone says, well... I have no ability. I can't do this job. Then right away, all the nerves begin to declare the same thing. Yes, they respond. We receive instruction from the central nervous system saying that we have no abilities to give up striving. Oh, okay. To give up striving, develop uh, any capacity for capability. In other words, It begins to obey the words that it heard, and your body began to operate from the words that it heard your mouth say. Somebody say amen. amen. Everybody ain't following me, but those of you that's following me, follow me, okay? We must prepare ourselves to be part of an incapable person. If someone keeps saying, I'm very old, I'm so very old and I'm tired, and I can't do anything, then right away the speech central control responds, giving out orders to that effect. 
The nurse responds, yes, we are old. We are ready for the grave. Let's be ready to disintegrate. If someone keeps saying that he is old, then that person is soon going to die. I wonder, do I have anybody's attention? Now, people like Ann and Shanita, they've heard me preach like this for years. Where was I getting it from? Well, I read a book by Charles Capps, E.W. Kenyon, Papa Hagen, Kenneth Hagen. I read all of these books about the words that comes out of our mouth but, but as he said, Dr. James had already told me. All they did was confirm it. And I believed it and it went into my spirit and I was ready to teach it because I knew that I grew up where people were free with the tongue. And that all of us had learned generational um, well, they're not concepts, so it must be generational lies. It is so natural for older person. I don't know, young people imitate older people too, so you know what I mean? Say, oh, Lord. Ooh, feel like I'm about to die. Am I right? And what they don't know is that according to what scientists have discovered, that the nervous, the central nervous center relay that information to the body and say, let's prepare to die. Come on, y'all. Do you know doctors are finding out? I need to say this to you. Doctors are finding out. That food is not the major cause of death. Food is not the major cause of sickness and disease. That's just a lie that we believe. What she said. I'm not saying that bad food don't cause physical problems in our bodies. But listen to what he said. That right there acts to control the body. If the Bible teaches us that by his strike we're healed, shouldn't we just be healed? Yes. Y'all won't say nothing. Yes. No spiritual thing, you. <laughs> look, look. If the Bible say with his strike we're healed, and all of us believe the Bible, don't we? Yes. Okay. Then shouldn't we be healed? Yes. Watch this. Of course we should. But why we stay sick? We said, cause, you know, I need to stop eating this and start eating that. Then you stop eating that, start eating that. Sickness still come. What do you need to do now? Well, I need to cut back on some of that. You cut back on some of that, still sick, right? You still get sick. Am I right? Yeah. Say yeah. 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 All right. All right. Uh, I need to start exercising more. You start exercising, amen. You develop all kind of broken veins in your legs and thighs. You know what I mean? And cramps at night. All kind of crazy stuff. All right, all right. In other words, there's something constantly going wrong in the body. Yeah. It's because we have been depending 
on things that are being made and created by man to heal the body. To heal the body. I'm, I'm not going to bother you long, but I just want, I thought maybe this might help somebody. All right. So let me read this here. Okay, I'm going to start back over here. It says that conversation carried much meaning for me and made me and made rather an impact on my life. For I could see that one important usage of the spoken word is the creation of a successful personal life. People easily adapt to speaking in a negative way. Boy, am I poor. I've seen no money to give to the Lord. When, I'm, when an opportunity does come for a job with a good salary, the nervous system responds, I am not able to be rich because I haven't received that reverse instruction from my nerve center yet. I am supposed to be poor, so I can't accept the job. <laughs> I can't afford to have the money. Like attracts like. And since you act as if you were poor or a poor, 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 uh, poor person, <laughs> you attract poverty. This attraction, if it remains consistent, Will, will allow you to permanently dwell in poverty. God exactly as the Bible said nearly 2,000 years ago, it is so today. Medical science has just recently discovered this principle. This one neurosurgeon said that people should keep saying to themselves, I am young, I am able, I can do the work of a young person no matter what my chronological age is. The nerves of that person would then come alive and thus receive power and strength from the nerve center. Come on, don't be like that. Don't be, don't be ugly. Don't be ugly. Amen. What about that? I mean, we've literally been hearing this teaching for years. I have. Yeah. You have too. And it had not resonated in our spirit that it's the truth. It's, we're reading it out the Bible. Ain't that something that we read from the Bible? But still have a problem with acting on what we read. It is apparent then that what we're reading, we're not actually believing it. I don't even get no truth what I tell you. Oh, have mercy. Look like I would get an amen. amen. <laughs> so if God telling me, amen, and we hear it taught all the time, uh, one in particular, uh, Proverbs 18, 21, there's life and death in the power of the tongue. And they, they who love it will eat the fruit that are. What? What about that? Uh, Jesus speaking to his disciples in Mark 
11, 23, and in Matthew 21, 21. If you should say to that mountain, if you should say to that mountain, come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. If you should say to that mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, shall not doubt in your heart, but believe the things that you say shall come to pass. You shall have what? Whatsoever you say. So here's Jesus teaching this, but then we don't want, we don't live that. So in other words, according to scientists, if I say to my body at least several times a week, body, you heal. Every organ, every tissue in my body function in the perfection in which God created it to function. And I glorify God in my body. You heal. Glory. Every organ, every blood cell, every tissue, every organ in my body function in the perfection in which God created it to function. And I bring glory to God in my body. Come on now. You know, good well, it was not within God's plan for him to dwell inside of human beings. And the body is broken down and he can't do nothing about it yet. He dwelled in there. You, that ain't going to make no sense for me to tell somebody, God live in me. Greater is he that is in me. Don't we quote it all the time? Than he that is in me. Well, that ain't going to make no sense. If, if he's there and my body all broken down and messed up and tore up from the flow up. And God live in there. Does that register to you, brother? It does not register to me at all. There's something wrong with that. Colossians 127, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ is in me, God? Yeah. I mean, but is he really in me? Yes. I mean, come on, God. I'm not trying to start a thing, but is, is he really in me? You know, and God said, yes. Do you believe that? I swear you said it. So I believe it, God. Well, God, what am I doing sick? He said, you shouldn't be. Right. Why? Because that's why my son was whipped and beaten 39 less one, the Bible said. He took those stripes on his back, amen, for every sickness and every disease. So, Pastor, what do we do when disease come? Amen. Who told you it's coming? Come on, I, can, I got the wrong group today. I got the wrong group today. No, who told you it's coming? You'll find that we have more expectance more anticipation yeah. of being sick than being well. Yeah. <laughs> you ready? Yeah. Let me show you something. You go to a grocery store, you're shopping for food. But as you pass by certain stuff there in the pharmacies, you said, get me some of that. One of those. Look, I have headaches all the time. See, see, you put about four or five things. Look, look, you ain't got no headache at the time. You ain't feeling no kind of pain at the time, but you anticipate pain. Don't we live like that? Oh, Lord, I have these cramps. Oh, Lord, give me something for cramps. 
See? But who, who told you you're going to have them? That's what you're believing. Why? Based upon your experience, your past experience of having them, you still believe you're going to have them. Ah! Watch this here. So your sickness have more to say to control your body than your mouth. I don't care if you don't say amen. It's still true. You all say ouch. They say ouch. <laughs> look, look, let me read a little bit more of this and I'm going to leave y'all alone. I am. I am. All right. I'm going to start back over here because I don't remember where I left off. All right. Here you go. The Bible says clearly that whosoever controls the tongue controls the whole body. Where is that found in the Bible? James. The book of James, chapter 3. It says, whosoever controls the tongue controls the whole body. So the Bible teaches that the person that have control of their tongue controls the entire body. Good! Look, what you speak, you're going to get. If you keep on saying that you're poor, then all of your system conditions itself to attract poverty, and you will feel at home in poverty. You would rather be poor. But if you keep on saying that you are able, that you can achieve success, then all of your body would be brighter, brighter rather, to success. You would be ready to meet any challenge, ready to conquer it. This is the reason you should never speak in a negative way. Ooh. He says, in Korea, we have a habit of making frequent use of words having to do with dying. Common expressions are, oh, it's so warm I could die. Oh, I've eaten so much I could suffocate to death. Oh, I'm so happy I could die. <laughs> and oh, I'm scared to death. Koreans repeatedly use these negative words that is the reason that throughout Korea's 5,000-year history, we have been constantly dying, constantly at war. My generation has never seen total peace in our country. I was born during World War II, grew up during the Korean War, and now still live in a country on the brink of war. Before you can be changed, you must change your language. Before, before you can be changed, you must change your language. Come on now. Before you can be changed, you must change your language. All right. If you do not change your language, you cannot change yourself. If you want to see your children change, you must first teach them to use the proper language. If you want to see rebellious and irresponsible youth change into responsible adults, you must teach them this new language. Where can we learn this new language? From the best language book of all, the Bible. The Bible. Read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. Acquire the Bible's language 
speak the word of faith, feed your nervous system with a vocabulary of constructive, progressive, productive, and victorious words. A lot of adjectives there. Speak those words, keep repeating them so that they will have control of your whole body. Then you will become victorious. So you will be completely conditioned to meet your environment and circumstances and achieve success. Will somebody say amen? Wow. I, I tell you what, man. I, I read that and I was like, Jesus Christ, you could almost do a two-month series on, on speaking words. I mean, it wouldn't be no problem to do it. The Bible is just full of information concerning what we're saying. Jesus said in the 12th chapter of Matthew, he said, by your words, amen, you're justified, and by your words, you're what? Condemned. How about that? So we say things, we don't mean no harm. We're just used to talking at will. So we just say something like that right there. And at the same time, watch this here. The nervous system is picking up everything that you say. I can tell I'm, I'm looking at at least 10 people, amen, ain't going to pay this no attention and it ain't going to mean nothing to them. But I'm, I'm going to say it anyway because you'll know the truth. People, you can either, either become an active believer and doer of the word of God and then live to see some type of success or you can live a life and just feel like, well, this is this just my lot. You know, hey, everybody ain't going to make it. You know, some people just have to go through this. Don't you hear people talk like that? You know, hey, everybody ain't going to have it. You know, hey, you know, hey, it is what it is. I tell myself, that's the best. Whoever came up with that need to shut up. It is what it is. Because with their life, it becomes true. To them, it is, it is what it is. And they don't know that they can change that. So it is what it is. Do you know I'm willing to say that 90-something percent of the things that people say it is what it is can be changed. It's just that that's what they settle with. Of course, you don't have to put no effort. You don't have to make no effort, amen, if you agree that it is what it is. You said that's just what it is. And if you don't watch it, you get that kind of information in your mind, amen, I tell you, you'll be whipped. Uh Uh-huh, because that's where you do life. Whatever go down, it is what it is. Think about that. Think about that. Could you handle, uh, oh, I better not say that. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> ooh. I wanted to use something that's an example, but I don't even need to be talking like that. Amen. But just think of negative stuff that you could say, right? And then turn around and say, well, you know what, hey, man. <laughs> it is what it is. What? What? You see, you see, so there are certain things that the world say and it sounds good. And before you know it, it's in your vocabulary. Yeah. I want you to know something. Y'all know this for a fact. Hey, man, I ain't never accepted that. <laughs> I never did. It, it, it wasn't popular to me. I heard people say, yeah, well, yeah. I said, I don't think so. <laughs> so I never did get that in my vocabulary. Because I knew that that wasn't the truth. That it, it, for one thing, it doesn't agree with that. Question. 
If prayer is what the Bible says prayer is, how is that it is what it is? Oh, I don't get no answer. I just don't get no kind of answer, do Huh? All right. Let me, let me quote one of my favorite scriptures. 1 John chapter 5, verse 14. I'm quoting it right now. When you pray in accordance with God's will, he hear you. Now, did it say he hear me? And God's will is his word. So watch this. If I'm going through some type of sickness, and his, I see in the Bible where he, he has healed me, and I pray his word concerning that, that I am healed, Then the Bible says he heard me. Y'all won't even follow me. He heard me. I said, since I know that he heard me, then I know that I have the what? The, the very petition. I got my answer. So God made it so simple until people make something and it ain't got nothing to do with nothing. Amen. If he say, amen, that he hear me, then I know he hear me. This is what you call simple faith. This is just nothing complex, nothing deep, just simple faith. Watch this here. I know that he hurt me. And because I know that he hurt me, then I know that I have the answer. I'm healed by his strength. You see that? All right. Now, nobody said anything about you still don't feel some type of pain, but you know you're healed. Or you'll get that next week. Amen. Yeah, I I, I feel some kind of pain, but I'm healed. You don't deny the pain. That's foolishness. I know a lot of people teach faith like you don't even, you ain't supposed to even say you ain't supposed to. You shut up. Where you get that from? There ain't in no Bible. The Bible says that we are the say that we heal. Somebody say I'm healed. All right. Then then I'm healed. There might be still pain, but I'm healed. All right. My words then, my affirmation of God's word, my agreement of God's word. It's what causes the transition so that minutes later, hours later, or days later, amen, the healing is manifested. And Jesus says, always according to your faith. He says, according to what you believe. Are you listening? So to know that I can change my situation with my words, I'm not going to be quiet. No, I'm not going to be quiet. I'm going to find every opportunity to voice that. Okay? You call me, you talk about your dog got hit by a car. Amen. I'm going I'm to switch that somewhere along the line, that conversation. I said, Lord, if he had only known Jesus. <laughs> what kind of dog was it? <laughs> Did you ever try to teach him to work? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to change that conversation. Mm-hmm. And so every opportunity I get, amen, to, to affirm the word, I'm going to affirm the word. Amen. amen. So don't ask me how I'm going to do it because I'm going to tell you. Amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. And I, and I have found that you will too, that there are people in this world, amen, that will 
almost instantly get upset with you if you start saying like, oh, man, I'm blessed. Yeah. Ooh, yes, sir, I'm blessed, highly favored. Well, you ain't the only one that's blessed. <laughs> hey, hey, now I'm trying to act like you're the only one. <laughs> they get offended. <laughs> they get offended. <laughs> Amen. But you don't let that stop you affirming uh, making your affirmations concerning what God's word said about you. Amen. Come on, somebody. Amen. amen. And don't wait for an audience. Amen. Get up, get up in the morning, amen, and walk around just bless the Lord. Lord, I just thank you for my health. I just thank you, Lord God, for my strength. I thank you, Lord God, for, for peace that you've given me, God. All things work together for my good. Amen. Glory be to God. God be for me. Who going to be against me today? Hallelujah. Thanks be unto God who always caused me to triumph in Christ Jesus, make it known by me the savor of his knowledge in every place. Thanks be unto God who has given me what? The victory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Who can bring a real accusation against me? It is Christ who died for me, yea, who is risen for me. Hallelujah. And God be for me, don't even try. No weapon formed against me shall be able to prosper. Every lying tongue that rises up against me in judgment, I condemn. For this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. My righteousness is of him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I quote the word, man. And it brings life to me. It does. Yeah. Yes, sir. I can get out of the bed and then every part of my body say, hey, dude, you, you know you're 70. Amen. I just ignore like I don't hear. I do. I get in that kitchen and get my Bible. Uh, shoot. Make it to that table. Amen. And uh, oh God. Amen. And give me an hour in that Bible. My body had to just, it just had to operate with me. Because my body don't control me. I, I know, but I'm going to say something to you. I'm going to tell you something. Amen. My body tried to con convince me and the doctor that I had cancer. I mean, they tried with everything. It did. They say, we say well, we got it right here. Mr. Crab, look. Look, you got cancer. And I looked at that, and I said, well, that, that's not even me. <laughs> <laughs> You see, so you're laughing, but it's true. It's true. I said, that couldn't be me. Gave me all these books to take home and read on cancer. What do I look like since I was reading on cancer? I'm not, I'm not finna become a doctor. Why do I need to have all the information about cancer? Who am I going to help? Who am I going to help? You're not listening, are you? You said, well, Pastor, you should have read the book because the book tells you what to eat, what not to eat, and all that. But, but I'm not crazy, though. I didn't read those books that tell me, amen, that I should not be eating, you know, three pork chops, you know, you know, collard green with a big old piece of fat back in it. I, well, I, don't, I don't need no book to tell me. I already know that that's ignorant for me to do that. I mean, we just, come on. Even if you were not born again, you got good sense. Uh, at least you're supposed to have some. I mean, I'm just saying. And, and you would know not to do that. Come on, people, don't be like that. Ain't it right? You know, I mean, 
I, I don't want that. You're probably going to ask me, do I smoke? Do I something? No, I don't smoke. You know, do you drink? No, I don't drink. Do you use uh, what they call the kind of drug? What they call them? not street drug? They call them what? Recreational drug. Yeah, do you use recreational drug? No, I don't use recreational drug, you know. Oh, well, what do you do? It ain't down in your business. <laughs> 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 Glory be to God. Amen. So I'm only saying this right here. Amen. Well, God has given us the perfect way to live. Somebody say the perfect way to live. And he has. He's given us the perfect way to live. You do what you want to. I'm your pastor and I would to God that you kind of follow some things I say. You know, the book of Hebrews say you should follow uh, the ways of your pastor. And I try to live in such a way that it wouldn't be hard for you to do that. All right. So my point is this right here. Amen. Uh, just, just learn not to just accept stuff. It, it, you, you don't have to deny the fact that the doctor diagnosed something and said that this is what it is. You don't have to be foolish like that. But now that you know what it is, guess what you just found out? It's name. And the Bible said that God has given Jesus Christ a name that is above what? Every name. That at his name, every knee shall bow. Every knee yeah. shall bow. Everything that has a name yeah. must bow. Yeah. Of beings in heaven, of beings in earth, and beings beneath the earth. Come on now. Yeah. So if it has a name, God Almighty, that's powerful. Then the name of Jesus is above it. Yeah. So then why should I accept it when the name of Jesus is above it? Y'all ain't listening. And, and when I'm talking to people, and they get all in, the, in, the, in, the, in their mind. And so... You know, fast, you know, I, you know, all that stuff you say, it sound right. It sound good. But you don't know what I feel. You see where that faith is? Their faith then is in what they're dealing with. Not what I'm saying. My words just simply drop to the ground. Don't mean nothing to them. Tell me what I just said. They go, I, I heard you. No, tell me what I just said. Yeah. Fast, you think I'm stupid. <laughs> T- tell me what I just said. Well, you were saying that, you know, basically, ba- no, basically, what you just said was, you know, that, you know, I need to change my life. I said, I ain't saying nobody changing your life. <laughs> See, you just didn't hear me. See, and you have to, oh, there it is right there. I got to say this to y'all. I got to say this to you. There's a look. God just dropped something. I'm quickened right now. Watch this here. That... The word of God has two names. Don't you hear this? The word of God has two names. Give them to me. See, y'all know you're just scared you're going to be wrong, but I know you know. Lagos, Rhema. Lagos, Rhema. Watch this here. All of this is Logos. But from it, God says something to you out of it. It resonates in your spirit. It it makes you want to do something with it. That is Rima word to you. Watch this. To ask people to repeat you, amen, ain't going to help them. 
because unless that word really grabs them, grips them in their spirit, where they can go home with it, might not remember nothing else you said, Pastor, but this word right here is going home with me, it's going to bed with me, it's getting up with me, and God will use that rhema word to heal your sick body. So that people, amen, that you can pray for and honest to God, you can pray your guts out for them and they'll die on you. They'll lay down and die. And you ask God, God, why? Why, God? Why did they have to die? Such and such a person didn't even have, I mean, you know, they didn't have nothing like stuff I've had prayed for, God. What about the lady over there that had it three times Worse than this person did. And this person right here, they believe God. Didn't you hear him quoting the scripture? God, didn't you hear him quoting the scripture? God saying that's exactly what they did. They quoted the scripture. Come on now. Come on now. It's when we believe what we heard. And that thing go down in your belly. That thing resonate in your spirit. Glory be to God. And you take hold of that truth. And that truth, amen, will go to work or whatever it is and kill it and destroy it in your body. Kill it. It'll kill it. Now, I've done this for, for, for uh, 30 some years. I've watched God do some things. And I've gone home blaming myself for people that didn't get healed. God, what more I could have done, God? Until finally I heard God speaking. And God said, for that person, you could not help them. Why? Because they could not receive you. They couldn't receive you. You're praying for them. They're wishing and hoping that it worked for them. Because they have no faith. You can read your Bible every day, just like I do, and come up short every time because you don't believe what you're reading. That word has to become life to you. That word has to become real to you in your spirit. You hear me? It become a living thing. Glory! The Bible says in John 6, 63, he said, my word is spirit and it is life. You hear me? And when that word goes down in your spirit, amen, it lifens you. The Bible calls it quickening. It quickens you. Did you hear me? You could be having the worst day of your life, amen, and that word will quicken you. Glory be to God. Some of the same people saw you looking all ugly. They said, well, what happened to you? Huh, that was quick. Look at you. Look at you. I don't know. Did you get a phone call? They're trying to figure it out. Oh, whatever it is, I don't know. See? Because they don't know that, yeah, you were feeling pretty rough. But you took that word on the inside of you. Good God Almighty. And that active, working word, the Bible says that the word of God is sharpened in it, two-edged sword, piercing asunder. Amen. What? The spirit from the soul. 
the marrow from the bone and is a discerner of the intents and thoughts of the heart. Come on. And that word go inside of you. Amen. And quicken you and give you God's own life. Where? In your spirit. Glory. Your soul can't do nothing but envy your spirit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know, but they didn't hear me. I said, your soul can't do nothing but envy your spirit. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Glory be to God. Somebody say amen. amen. I just wanted to share that with y'all. I'm going to tell you why. Because when I do this series, I, I want you to be here. It's going to bless your life. I'm going to say something to you that I know you ain't heard yet. I know you ain't. And if you did, you didn't pay no attention. I'm going to say it one more time. I say it every week. When I tell you that Jesus did not pay such a high price that he paid for us to live like common. You want me to? No way are we to live like common people. Because it was the uncommon that he gave us. So if he gave me the uncommon, why am I living like on, oh God, come on now. You got to remember now, amen, the spirit that I had before I got born again was dead. The Bible said dead. Well, and the trespasses of, come on, amen, living a life, amen, what? In, in the flesh, amen, controlled by satanic powers. Everybody. Controlled by demonic powers. That was my life. I didn't know what, what choice to make in life. I didn't know how to make right decisions. It was like flipping a coin, heads or tail, because I didn't know. You hear me? And because sometimes that thing, that coin would fall where I needed to, because inevitably, if it ain't got but two sides to it, you keep flipping it, sooner or later it's going to hit something for you, ain't it? Uh-huh. But you don't want your life like that. Uh, you want your coin to have two heads to it. That no matter how you flip it, come up here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Amen. And God is the only one that allows that. You know what I mean? Ain't nothing, nothing in this world allows that. There's some, there's some people, amen, that have good fortune, amen, when it comes to investing money and, you know, and uh, doing things, amen, to make their lives better. They take chances. Some of them do it with a little bit more intelligence. But a lot of them don't. They gamble. Oh, this right here worked for me, man. Woo. Woo. Let me, let me do what I did last time. <laughs> Somebody said, what you doing? Oh, I'm, you know what's happening? Whatever it is, whenever I do that, whenever I do that, <laughs> you know, there's something they got going for them. You know, don't, don't laugh. Don't laugh. Because there are days, amen, that you put on certain clothes. Cause honey, when last time I had this on, <laughs> last time I had this on, come on, man. Whenever I wear this little thing right here, ooh, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I tell you what, it's called chance. It's called chance, and it worked. And, and, and something happened good for you a couple of times. I used this illustration just the other day because it's true. You put 100 people in the line, amen, 
you put something up over our head, amen, that drips, that drips. And then let the hundred people walk across there, amen. What am I going to get the drop? Am I right? So my point is this. Life is like that. You just happen to be up under that cloud, and you got wet, and you say, oh, man, that was refreshing. Ooh, that was refreshing. I'm going to try it again. Well, guess what? You didn't get it. I'm going to try it one more time. Didn't get it. Oh, man, I wonder what's going on. God, let me try it one more time. It happened. That's when people start including other things to make it happen again. You know, a little red cloth in your pocket. You know, four-leaf clover. You know what I mean? A little rabbit foot. You know, a little, a little smooth. You know, go down Miss Annie and give her $300, amen, to run that cream on my hand. So when I shoot them craps, they made them. Huh. Rub that cream. Huh. Huh. And that's the way they live their life. Don't laugh. Don't laugh. Because after this message, you might find out that you do something too in life, hoping that it works for you. Mm-hmm. See, see, here it is. See, our God will have nothing before him. Old and New Testament, he tell you explicitly, amen, I have no other God before me. He said, I am the only living and true God. Come on. Trust in the Lord with some of your heart. Lean not to your own in all of your ways, and he shall. See, the Bible says the steps of the Lord, amen, or order. The steps of a man, rather, is ordered by the Lord. And what God does, amen, he order our lives based upon our intimate relationship and fellowship with him. There have, been, there have been people who love God and didn't have a lot of spiritual knowledge, but they love God and they sought for that spiritual knowledge and they sought to have that intimate relationship with God. Amen. And they became very successful by default. They didn't even know it was going to happen for them, but it happened for them. Because God made certain that it happened. Why? Because of their heart. Your spirit. Just being honest with God. You know, you got to prove to God that you more perfect today than you was yesterday. You already know, you know. You know, right? No, what God sees is that hungry soul wanting to line up with an experience that has already taken place in the heart. I ain't never said that for write that down, bro. Write that down. Take that down. <laughs> Watch this here. <laughs> it's just true. See, see, the soul becomes so hungry that it envies the, the spirit. Oh, God, y'all look slow. Let me say this, and then I leave y'all alone. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. 
Look at it, because I'm about to drop one on you. Little, little word of wisdom. Little word of knowledge. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. You ready? I'm, I'm going to let you find it. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. Thank you, brother. Put it back up there. Now watch this here. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly or completely. And I pray, God, your whole spirit, you see it? Yeah. Your and soul, what? And body be preserved blameless until the coming of our Lord Jesus. Now keep that for a minute. Let me show everybody something right now. Do you see that you are spirit, soul, and body? Yes. Everybody look at that? Yes. You see that? Mm-hmm. Now, you see the spirit right there? It was there all the time when you were in the world, only it was dead. The Bible said dead in the trespasses of your sin, Ephesians chapter 2. When Christ came, you accept Jesus Christ, it came alive. Infused with God's own spirit. When you received the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit did this inside of you. Just like the threads that make our clothing. Yeah. Amen. It's the twine, just like that. Yeah. So that you and God became one. Yeah. Everybody paying attention? Yeah. But your soul was not born again. Yeah. Only your spirit. Yeah. Your soul, amen, remained that way to be what? Renewed. 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 All right. The body is that going to be the body. And it's going to be the body until 1 Corinthians chapter 15 until it, it get a new body. So it's just the body. Ain't no sense to get mad with it because it's just a body. Ain't no sense to get frustrated. It's just a body. Hello now. And it can't do nothing on its own. That body can't run out there and sin nowhere. How my body going to run out there and sin unless I give it permission? Come on now. So as you beat up on your body causing you to sin, you just lie. Your body is either controlled by your spirit or your soul. Oh, God. Oh, God. I don't know why God doing it, but I'm going to go with God. I'm going with God. Amen. Ain't no sense in being hard on your body. Your body is doing nothing, amen, but remaining a tent, tabernacle, a house for God to dwell in. So it ain't doing nothing. Ain't a sin get mad with it. You ready? Y'all don't act like you ready. Ain't a sin you go into the mirror and say, oh, oh, shoot. (laughs) What you get mad with it for? (laughs) Bro, yawning, bro, yawning. Uh huh. I ain't fooling with you. All right, I'm just saying. (laughs) <laughs> all right, you good? All right. Look, look, look. Look, look, look. It's not your body fault that you bought that pretty dress that you wanted to wear. Amen. And when you tried to get in it, don't gun it. Don't gun it. Ooh, ooh, ooh. This is a shame. The body didn't do that. 
Now watch this, because it's going to be good. If I do something about S-O-U-L, if I do something about that right there, guess what? My body will conform now to S-O-U-L. Because in my soul is the mind, the will, the intellect, and the emotion. So my soul envy my spirit. The Bible said lust against. All right. So there's an envy that's going to worry. S-A-R-X. Amen. It envy my own spirit. When the spirit grows from being a babes in Christ, 1 Corinthians chapter 7, when it grows from being a babes in Christ, the spirit, your spirit, which is you, when it does, it takes preeminence, control over the soul. Amen. And then there becomes this war, a constant clashing because the soul wants to continue to run what it's been running all of your unsaved life. And it's angry and it's mad because it don't have the say so that it had at one time. Because the soul, amen, will operate through what the eyes see, what the ears hear, what the nose smell, what the mouth tastes, what the hand feels. So the soul say, do you see that right there? Your spirit now is intelligent enough to turn from it and say, no, I don't. Yes, you do. Look at it. Look at it. He wants me to live what I had lived in the past. You know why the soul is so cunning? Because his ex-master taught him how to be cunning. Taught him how to lie, how to cheat, how to steal, how to commit all kind of diabolical sins, how to do corrupt things. How to be angry, how to be malicious, how to be violent. Amen. That, the Bible said, the children of wrath. Amen. That's what we were. The children of wrath. The Bible said, even as others. Watch this here. Amen. So that was that spirit of Satan. Amen. Atmospheric. Amen. Operating in every human being born from Adam. There's a rim, amen, in which it operates from. Amen. And that evil force is throughout the world. You understand what I'm saying? Amen. And it gives signals all day long to people in the world. It gives signals. It gives signals. Let me say this one last thing, DJ. I got to say this here. The guy that everybody knew since they was a child, everybody gave him a good report. He was always a good guy. He never did. We never know him to do anything. He's just a good person. One day, loaded his gun, went into a building, amen, indiscriminately, saying, do, 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 do,
And then in a lot of cases, turn the gun on himself and say, boom. But everybody said, but he was a good child. He never done anything like that. Oh, crazy, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So that spirit, amen, operates, the Bible says, in the children of disobedience. Of this world. And until a person is born again, I dare you, amen, put that person in some kind of category. It's best not to say nothing at all because, you know, if you pray for them, that'll help. But you, 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 you don't have that jurisdiction. You, you don't have that legal right to put nobody in no category that's unsaved. Are you crazy? Because, baby, they could be sweet as pie one day and the next day become Jack the Ripper, amen, and cut your head off. What, do, do you not understand that? But then why do people get all upset when they hear about something like that that went down? Can you believe that man did that? Oh, God. Oh, God. When I heard that, oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. No, 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 no. He wasn't saved. Do you hear me now? And, and just in case there's somebody sitting here right now, you say, let me just tell you something. You'll do it. Don't you think you won't? Uh, not me. Not me. Almost cuss. <laughs> yes, you will. If you ain't saved, you will. You better hear me now. I'm glad everybody here hear me, because if you know anybody here that got that kind of condition, amen, you, you better hear me. You, when the spirit of the Lord come inside of us, that spirit that used to lurk in our dead spirit, it was called death. It was called death. Can you imagine? That we are walking around here with, with a dead man inside of us? Yes. A dead man. You were a dead man walking. When, when Christ came inside, amen, that dead man had to come up out of there because the Bible said it became alive. I will, God. I'm going to obey God. I ain't going to obey none of y'all. I'm going to obey God. Look at Ephesians chapter 2. Let me show you something right quickly. And, and then I do. Oh, I feel God right now. I feel God right now. God is talking right now. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. How in the world could I have promised anybody anything when I was in the world? It was going to be a lie. I don't care how sincere I was. It's still going to be a lie. You know, uh, baby, you got me. You know, I be your man always. You know I love you good. Shoot. Shoot. You my girl, baby. Hey, you can trust me nobody I can. Let me just tell you something. That might have been sincere, I thought. Let me show you why that it was invalid. I'm going to show you why it didn't mean nothing to the woman that received that kind of talk from a man. Let me tell you something, girl, girl, G-U-L. you just a foolish as a basketball, if you believe that. How, how can he make you those kind of, uh, how can it? God say he can't. Uh-huh. Some of you wish you hadn't come to church today. Amen. Let me tell you something. Look, 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 look. Watch this here. Ephesians chapter 2. Come on now. Don't be like that. Huh? Ephesians chapter 2. Start from verse 1. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Watch this here. You ready? Yeah. And you said that. He said, talk about me. Talk about me. 
Okay, and you, he had, he quickened, the word quickened that is made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sins. You see what you were? Where in, in time past, you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, that spirit that now working in the children of disobedience. Hold right there. I want to say something right there. Because some of you came from some places where you were considered a good person. Don't sit up and act like you're lying. <laughs> Grandmama just thought you were so sweet. Yeah, honey, the rest of these children, you know, they bad as everything. But this one here, I, I, honey, I prize this one. <laughs> She's just sweet as she want to be, honey. Yeah, I love this child right here. Well, well see, grandmama didn't know that dead now. <laughs> she was sweet as long as you can see her. <laughs> okay, she was sneaky. All right, all right, let's move on. All right, verse 3, come on, come on. Let go. Among whom also we all, say we all, we all. had our conversation, that word lifestyle is conversation, in time past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of what? The flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of what? Wrath, even as others. So we all came from there. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love, wherewith he loved us, look out there now, even when we were dead in sins, had quickened us together with Christ by grace who was. Saved. Come on, one more. And had raised us up together, made us sit together in heavenly places where? In Christ Jesus. Come on. That at, in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Jesus Christ. For by grace are you what? Saved. Through faith and that not of yourselves, it is a gift from God. Yeah. I'm changing proposition. Okay, verse 9. Not of works, lest any man should boast. Come on. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto what? Good works, which God had before ordained that we should walk in them. Let the church say amen. amen. And people, I'm telling you now, I leave that alone. Uh, that's just something that the Holy Ghost wanted us to know. Amen. That our lives don't have to be the way that they've been lived. Amen. I will continue to say it and preach it and teach it until you get it in your spirit because it don't have to be that way. Right. Mm. Right. No, don't have to be that way. You can have a good life. Say a good life. A good life. Hallelujah. Thank you. A good life. A good life. Well, potentially, amen, there's a, a strong man somewhere in close proximity, amen, maybe in your home, maybe on your job, maybe in your community. I don't know yet, but they can vex you so quickly and mess you up. And you know you love God, but they can mess you up, cause you to say things that you don't want to say. Just kind of mess your day up. Amen. You, I used to think that I was legit, amen, to show resentment toward that and, and, and show dislike toward that. I thought I was legit to defend myself until God began to teach me the correct way. And God said, you walk in love toward that. I'd be like, God, how am I do that? God, how am I do that? 
And then I wouldn't hear no more from him. Because he didn't like my attitude. But I want to know, how can I do that? God, somebody always mess with me like that. You know, shouldn't I be able to smack him? <laughs> He's a good daddy. He's a good father. He ain't going to let you do it. Amen. You know what? He wants you to be just like him. He wants you to be just like him. He could destroy everything evil right now if he wanted to. He could destroy every wicked thing instantly. He could speak one word and all of it would disintegrate. That's not his nature. That ain't his nature. And it can't be ours. Because we're connected to him. Can't be ours. So you know what? If it take crying, go in the bathroom and cry. Wash your face and come on out of there. Amen. I mean, just be an honest. If it make you feel sick on your stomach, amen, go for a ride or something. Sit in the park and enjoy yourself in the park and pray. But don't, but don't let no spirit overtake you like that and cause you to act ugly like that. That's not who you are. That's not you. That's not who you are. Amen. When, 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 the, when they're about to mess with our Lord, amen, in Gethsemane, amen, they're about to take him, amen. They're about to beat him and do him wrong. Peter saw it and Peter couldn't help himself. Peter wasn't going to let them pull on him like that and jerk him around like that. Peter went for that knife, amen, and came and said, and cut Michael's ear, slapped off his face. He cut it off. He couldn't take it. He couldn't take that. And Jesus picked the man ear back up, looks at Peter, and say, that's not the spirit you are. That's not the spirit that we are. We don't do that, Peter. And put the man ear back. And that's what Jesus said. This is what you do. Yeah. You heal. Yeah. You heal. That's what you do. You don't retaliate. You heal. You bless. You don't curse. You bless. And that man had to learn like that. He was only defending our Lord. But Jesus said, no, no, not today, not tomorrow, ever. And if you're going to do anything for me, Peter, you won't be doing this. Do you hear me? So we don't get the privilege, amen, to retaliate. Let people know we don't take nothing. I don't have to put up with you. You wouldn't want to hear the Holy Ghost say, I don't have to put up with you either. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have to put up with you. But, Lord, what am I doing? I'm trying to do what's right. No, 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 no. Not today, you're not. <laughs> not today. Because <laughs> you're not being an imitator of Christ right now. <laughs> you're imitating your daddy. You're imitating your daddy on earth. You ain't imitating your father in heaven. You're imitating the one, amen, hi, yeah, 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 that you call daddy all your life, amen, amen. But your father don't do stuff like this. You ain't of your daddy no more, by the way. You're of your father now who's in heaven. You're not born of blood and flesh, according to John chapter 1, amen. You're not born of blood and flesh of your parents. But you're not born from above. You're born with God's own spirit. Yes. Having God's own nature. Yes, sir. Come on, church. Come on, church. So you finally get to a place, amen, where you take a good whipping, amen, and go home. 
You know what I used to say? Because I was stupid. I said, no, I know the Bible says if you hit you on this side, turn that cheek over there. I said, I don't know. That'd be kind of difficult for me to turn the cheek. Amen. But God got about enough of me saying that. He had heard me say it too many times. But this day he would interrupt me and tell me, you won't be doing anything. If they hit you, you will not retaliate. And I was like, God, I won't. I, I won't. I won't do it. No. He put up with that long enough listening to me talk like that. So how are you going to have my spirit in you? How am I going to use you with, with that kind of attitude? How can I use you like that? You're begging for all the time. You're begging for anointing. You're begging for gifts of the spirit. You, you're begging that I use you like this. And you're begging that I use you like that. I can't use you with that kind of attitude. I can't use you. You got to get rid of it. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. And the very person in your life, amen, that kind of make you go like yuck, amen, that's the very one, if you don't watch yourself, that God going to have you to submit to, if you don't watch yourself, the very one, the very one that you wash their feet. God said, now wash their feet. Go over and help them. Go over to help them. You be like, God, help them? God said, yes. You got a problem with that? No, sir. No, sir, I don't. I don't. I don't. And if we're ever going to have a good life, say a good life. Because I found out that having a couple of nickels in your pocket ain't good life. No, sir. No. It's okay to have a couple of them, amen, but God a couple of nickels in your pocket and no peace. A couple of nickels in your pocket, amen, and got a sickness, amen, that just messing with you. And some old stuff that calm and go, calm and go. By the time I started enjoying having a little life, it come back and attack me in another area. And now I'm sick with this and now I got to do this and now I got to do that. Amen. Don't you know that I must be living a life, such a life, amen, that open doors to these things? Don't you know that? How is it that I'm sick five, six times a year? That don't make no sense. Especially when I'm trying to do the right things. It makes no sense. But you better believe it. I ain't going to take it back. There are doors open in your life. You better believe that they are open. And that's how the, that's how, uh, the, the enemy is making entrance into your life like that. That's how he managed to do it. Otherwise, he would not be allowed to do it. Uh-oh, my message is changing, brother, even while I talk. Let me tell you what God is. Let me tell you something, people. It, it would be literally impossible for any kind of sickness to come into your body with Christ in you. You know, going where that would make no sense. And look at you right now. You're so hard. You're so hard to preach to. But I'm going to tell you the truth. If Christ is in me, don't you know Christ is the anointed one? Don't you know that? Don't you know that's the one that said, amen, with the finger of God, amen, I cast you out? He said, with the finger of God. That one, living you. That one, living you. 
the one that they stood there and watched ascend back in heaven as the cloud took him up and he went up superior to anything on the face of this earth. He made it all with his own words. They watched him go back up. He's seated right there at the Father. And at the same time with each one of us by the Holy Ghost. And he knows greater than anybody that sickness and disease should not be able to come in and ravage my body and cause all kinds of issues with my body. He knows it. And right now, any of us deal with whatever we deal with. Amen. And don't get into pretense. Be real with me. Anything that we deal with right now. Amen. Let me just tell you something. It cannot be nothing but L-I-E lie. That's all it is. It cannot be real. Because both can't be true. Okay. Okay. Now you're going to get real with me. Both can't be true. Now you can't make both of them true. Can you? You can't make both be true. All right. So. I'm saying, but Lord, you know, I'm still a sinner too. That the devil is a lie. I don't care what preacher preached that from his pulpit. No, that can't. How the world that gonna be true? And I got preachers, amen, that had got their Bible and called themselves going to correct me. I said, get, I said, you better get two. You better get two Bible, because I'm, I'm about to whip you, amen. And I'm sure you ain't no way in the world you could be that. Could you be schizophrenic? Well, you got two personalities? I will, God. I will obey you right now. Amen. Turn, turn your Bible to 2 Peter chapter 1. I'm sorry, uh, DJ. This thing just turned out. I love you, man. We still all right? I did. What just saying? Something else is going on right now. Something, God, it's, it's going on. You ready? 2 Peter. You ready? All right. Look at chapter 1. Ready? Let's go for it. Second Peter chapter one. Hallelujah. Read if you will. Read if you will. Uh, verse one for me, please. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. Uh-huh. Having escaped the corruption that's in the world? No. Am I making it up? The Bible said that we're not born, first of all, uh, corruptible, but incorruptible. By the word of God. How could then those things get in my body? Cause me to be hospitalized. Cause me to suffer. How? You see that? 
Go back to verse 1. Let me show you something. He says, Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ to them that have obtained what? Like did you obtain it? Mm -hmm. I did too. What's this? Like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. He said, grace and peace be multiplied. That's what I wanted to preach about today so badly. Right there. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Watch this here. According as his divine power, God's divine power, have given unto us all things that pertain to life, unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that have called us to glory and virtue. Notice how it comes into us. How it comes into us. It's through the knowledge of him. You see? So we're born again, but through receiving God's knowledge into our spirit, amen, guess what inevitably take place? Watch this. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature itself. God said that you and I will actually partake of the divine nature. That's God's own nature. So inside of us, you, you certainly can't focus on the body that you live in. It's the you in you. Inside of you right now, even as I talk, is the divine nature of God. I'm going to quote it again. Colossians 1.27, Christ in you. You're not trying to get him in you. Christ in you. The hope of glory. And for those people in Galatia who was not getting it, like a lot of people don't get it. They went to church, but they don't get it. Let me tell you what that man wrote in, in 419 of Galatia. He said, my little children, I continue to travail, he meant in prayer, even to the birthing, no way that it soon burst out, my little children in whom I travailed and birthed pain until Christ be formed in you. And that's when we take on the full identity of Jesus Christ. We, his nature in us, we have recognized it to be so. Right? right? We take on his full nature on the inside, according to Ephesians chapter 4. Or we come to that maturity that is said that we will eventually come to. Where we do the same works or even greater, he said in uh, John 14, 12, owned this earth. That is what is promised to the body of Christ. Yeah. So some of y'all may sit there and say, well, why don't it ever happen though, Pastor? We want it to. Why don't it happen? You are the one, I am the one that make that happen. Yeah. When I become so hungry for this kind of light and this kind of truth to be real for me and workable in my life, 
I do whatever I have to. I do what's necessary. And he's not asking us to climb mountains and swim oceans. Watch what he does. He said, I want you to spend some quality time in prayer. I want you to spend quality time in prayer. So we have an example in the New Testament where that's what they've done. They relied on prayer because that's the meeting camp. That's the meeting place with you and God. Prayer. You try to live a Christian life without it, I'm telling you right now, mediocrity is what you're going to find. Mundane living is what you're going to find. My life won't be very different from that guy that lived down the street from me. He don't claim to be a Christian. My life won't be very different. All different than our two lives that I go to church and he don't. Won't be no different. Or he's still cussing. I don't cuss no more. But no different though. I had the same struggles he do. But I'd be a church person all right. You see? It's when I make my mind up that I, 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 Christ paid too hard of, too, I mean a greater price, amen, that I don't have to live that low. What do you mean, Pastor Crow? He paid a serious price for me that I don't have to go without what I'm supposed to have. Right. He paid a price for me to have it. And I told you, the lesson that we're going to learn, I want you guys to be here. I want to show you something. I know you, you about like me, you've heard it before, but then you didn't make it active. I want to activate this thing in your spirit through the word of God. Why? Because we change anything that we don't like. Yeah. With that right there. God, I don't like poverty, God. I don't like this, God. Living from one week to the next week, God. I don't like this, God. Surely you want me to have a better life. He said, I do. Yeah. <laughs> and he intend for me to take the power from within and change it. Yeah. And change it. I will not live poor. I will not. He paid a price to keep me from living like that. Yeah. How can I go tell anybody about Jesus if they can't see nothing about me that yeah. said Jesus? Yeah. What am I going to show them? Yeah. If you would knock on anybody the door today to sell anything, you got to be able to sell it. Yeah. I don't care what it is. Come on, name something. I don't care if you want you. Not, not, not. Hey, uh, my name is... Uh, John Doe, and I just stopped by here today. Hi, how y'all doing? Great, great, great. I know you're busy, but uh, I just stopped by here to show you something that is fantastic and everybody need it. And ma'am, I want to tell you today, amen, you need this in your home. You know what she want to know? What is it? Well, 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 what do you do with this here? You got, ma'am, can I come in? Do you got a few minutes? I don't know about you coming in. Show it to me right there. All right, all right. Well, ma'am, this thing right here is designed to do this and do this and do this and do that and do this here. Now, she's going to tolerate me for a few minutes. I got to be selling something. Okay? 
Because if it ain't sounding good to her, she's going to start slowly backing away from that door saying, you know what? Well, well, come back some other time, all right? Boom. And that's what you're going to get. All right? Listen to me. Listen to me. We should be able to say to those demonic structures, those things that work against us, that, hey, I don't have to put up with this. Consider what Jesus said. He's talking to Peter. Peter gave a revelation about you are the Christ. Jesus said, Peter, flesh and blood did not reveal that to you, but my father did. And he said, upon this rock, I would build my church, didn't he? What did he say? And the gates of hell, come on. And the gate, come on now. What did he say? That the gates of hell would not be able to prevail against the church. Surely he wasn't talking about no building, was he? Nah. Amen. That the gates of hell would not be able to prevail against us. Can't stop us. Can't do nothing to stop us. By the way, devils know the control that you have over them. They know it. They like to keep you at bay. They want to keep you at a place where you know it only mentally and you never act on it. They don't want that to become realization to you. Why? Because now they have no activity against you at all. They don't. And they cannot activate in your home, in your marriage, in your finance, in your health. And they know it. And they know it. They're aware of it. James, speaking in the Bible, said, do you believe? No doubt somebody answered, we believe. James said, so does the devil and tremble. So to say you believe, but then don't act, kind of fall in the category with that fellow. Well, he knows God is God, but it don't stop his activity. Come on. Am I saying anything to help you? Well, good. Good. I can't see how I'm going to preach my message now. Thank you for tuning in. We know that for those who receive, your lives have been radically transformed by the power of the Word of God. Today is the day of your salvation. Are you ready to grow in your walk with the Lord? We are located at 3701 Atlanta Highway, Suite 16 in Athens, Georgia. We know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So to hear today's message again, visit our website at trueagapechristianchurch.org. Thank you and God bless you.